What's up, guys? My name is Jordan, and I am here with... Howie. And this is the first ever episode of the Jacobs Dynasty Sports Podcast. Hey, guys. Thanks for joining us this week. Um, On the podcast, we're going to be talking about everything sports. Um, We're going to have guests on from time to time. The guests could be everyday people who Jordan and I talk to a lot about sports to bigger name people who are considered experts in the industry. And we'll probably even have some of our listeners on from time to time asking questions. Yes, for sure. We're going to have a lot of guests, giveaways. So without further ado, let's start talking about some week seven football. We'll start it off with the Thursday night football game last night between the New York Giants and the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I mean, interestingly enough, and full disclosure, uh, I'm a Giants fan, no question. Um, it's, it's pretty sad to see that these days in the NFL, the opportunity to win a game and be 2-5 and five is enough excitement for the fan base of a team. Unfortunately, the Giants did what they've been doing against the Eagles for the last couple years, and they blew an opportunity to win a game. Yeah, I think they were up... 11 with less than six minutes left in the fourth quarter. The Daniel Jones run, the 80-yard run where he trips, basically sums up the Giants' season. You know, that's, that was unfortunate. I mean, the really unfortunate thing with Jones is, to me, the guy looks like he has talent. He looks like he can throw the ball. Um, you know, that pass off of Evan Ingram's hands. I, I don't even know where Ingram, Evan, Evan Ingram, Ingram is been going a at this point. Disappointment the whole season. A perennial disappointment. Year after year. Not only this year. Last year he had a Liz Frack injury, I think, on his foot. I had him on one of my teams. I kept him on the, my fantasy teams. I kept him on the roster for four or five weeks, hoping the guy would come back. And he doesn't come back. I cannot see him with the Giants after this season with some of the mistakes that he makes and his, his durability issues. Um, with Daniel Jones, the thing that I just don't get is take control of the ball. How many times is this guy going to get stripped for a fumble? You would have thought in the offseason you work on that. I'm sure that he did, but I, I don't know if it's a mental thing at this point, but the guy's got issues when it comes to keeping the ball under control. Yeah, fumbles occasionally happen, but when it's consistently maybe once a game, Starting to get a little old, if I do say so myself, but let's turn yeah, it over well, to the- just, just real quick before we jump away from that, Jordan. You know, from a fantasy perspective, interesting game. Aside from Jones, who had the, you know, the 80-yard run or thereabouts with the trip and fall, Sterling Shepard came back off the IR from a toe injury. He had a pretty good game, actually. Golden Tate had a touchdown early in the game, a 40-yard touchdown where the defender just totally missed on him. And um, on the Philadelphia side, you know, no Miles Sanders. Uh, the people who played Boston Scott were rewarded because, rewarded you know, an okay game turned into a great game for a Thursday night player on that touchdown. I think it was – I'm watching the, the game at that point, and I think it's like third down. No, it was, I think it was first down. After like three like first penalties. And goal. It was, no, it no was, and then they got backed yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. They got backed up to like the 18-yard line. And I'm like, the Giants are going to win this game. They're going to stop them. The Giants would have been better off if they were still on the goal line. Yeah. The first play. The first play, and Scott scores a touchdown. So aside from Boston Scott, you had Richard Rodgers 
Um, stepping into the tight end role. Yeah, Ertz Goddard out. Ertz was supposedly on the trade block before he got injured. Goddard's been out. And Richard Rodgers didn't do that bad last night. It was pretty solid for a tight end. Especially in PPR. And, I mean, it just shows you that the Eagles' tight end position is plug and play because if you're capable of catching the ball, Carson Wentz is going to throw you the ball. The other thing I was going to say, he's been a little bit of a waiver wire darling the last three weeks, but he looks like the number one receiver on Philadelphia going forward. Travis Fulgham, I think is his name. Yeah, Travis Fulgham. He's been great. He had... I think five receptions, 73 yards last night. Yeah. Carson Wentz looked great last night. No, Had a listen, good fantasy day. You got to give Wentz credit where credit is due. I mean, this guy has been, you know, maligned the last couple of years for not being able to stay healthy. You know, you had the year where Nick Foles took over in the playoffs and won the Super Bowl. But this year, the guy has stayed healthy. And no matter who's on the field, he's getting the ball to them. And that's the mark of a pretty good quarterback. Yeah, Carson Wentz looks great. Daniel Jones, an okay game. But let's turn it over to probably the best game for the 1 o'clock this Sunday. The Steelers versus Titans, Battle of the Undefeateds. Ryan Tannehill versus Big Ben. Who do you have in that game? Uh, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh because um, it just always seems that Pittsburgh's defense steps up in the big games. And I think that they have more weapons on offense. It's looking like all their wide receivers are going to be healthy for the first time this season. You know, Deontay Johnson, Juju, James Washington, Claypool, Claypool who's been a revelation the last couple of weeks. So, you know, smash mouth football is right up Pittsburgh's alley. I mean, as Jordan and I were talking about offline, though, on the flip side, you know, you have the Titans. They play ball control. They've got a fantastic running game. Do you think the Steelers' defense is going to be able to stop Derrick Henry after his, like, 220-yard rushing game and, like, two or three touchdowns? You know something? I I don't know if they have to stop him. I mean, I think if they could limit him to 7 or 80 yards, I think that'll get him where they need to be. I personally think this game is going to be a low-scoring game. Um, You know, my money's on Pittsburgh. You know, Jordan and I were talking offline this week about – how good of a coach Mike Vrabel is. And Mike Tomlin, both of them are great. Well, but just focusing on Vrabel first, who's just a second-year coach from the Belichick coaching tree. You know, we didn't even pick up on it during the game when we were watching it last week, but we were talking about the fact that there was a play with under three minutes or four minutes left in the game where Vrabel strategically had 12 men on the field at one point. To stop the clock. He didn't have any timeouts left, I don't believe, or he didn't want to use a timeout. Yeah, he, I think he had one left and wanted to save one because I think he was banking on the fact the Texans were going to score a touchdown. And even if they went for the extra point, they would still have a chance if the Titans went down the field and had a two-point conversion. But the Texans ended up messing the two-point conversion up, and the Titans yeah. were able to tie the game on a sick catch by A.J. Brown with like four seconds left. And then yeah. Derrick Henry won it for them. It was, it was also it was a case of bad coaching on the Texans' part as much as it was good coaching on the Titans' part. But listen, Vrabel's a great coach. Tomlin's record speaks for itself. So, you know, two 5-0 and teams in Week 7 playing each other in the NFL, it doesn't get much better than that at the end of the day. Yep. And it sounds like things could get a little bit screwy because the news coming out today, I think Emmanuel Sanders is going on the COVID IR, the... The Raiders' offensive line is in COVID. The full offensive right line. Now. The full I mean, offensive just, line. And I think if I'm not mistaken, they, they flipped the switch on some of those late afternoon games. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think they flipped the Seahawks and Cardinals to 
8 o'clock, which in my opinion is a better game over the Raiders-Buccaneers. I know we like to watch Tom Brady on primetime, but Yeah, I mean, this, this is uh, COVID football 2020 where uh, expect the unexpected at all times. Games are getting moved last minute, but... You know, since we're, we're talking about Emmanuel Sanders going on the covert IR, maybe we should jump to the Saints. Yeah, let's talk about the Saints. It's, I think it's Panthers 3-3 three and three versus the Saints who are 2-3 and because they had a bye. And not many weapons for Drew Brees this game with Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders being officially ruled out. Yeah, Michael Thomas. I mean, what more could you say about this season with the guy? I mean, I personally drafted him in one of my money leagues in the first round. The guy played... A little bit of one game, you know, when that happens with your first round pick, unless you're lucky enough to pick up a guy on the waiver wire that's going to replace his production, which is virtually impossible, you're, you're playing from behind the whole season. So. Well, an interesting guy to pick up this week, waiver wire for the Saints, Traquan Smith. Yeah, I, I picked him up earlier in the season. He's been out there. He was dropped. So if you have the opportunity to pick him back up, pick him back up and... Hopefully he'll produce for you. I mean, they got Jared Cook. It's probably going to be the Alvin Kamara, Latavius Murray show at some level. And I'd still put my money on the Saints to win that game. Um, well, looking to their opposing team, the Panthers, Mike Davis has been absolutely phenomenal filling in for McCaffrey. Came back down to earth a little bit last week against the Bears, but has been great overall. Robbie Anderson, probably the most consistent receiver in the NFL. Has, I don't think he's had one bad game yet. Yeah, I mean, he's been pretty consistent with, with, you know, double digits every week. And, I mean, this is another thing Jordan and I were talking about earlier this week is that what people tend to forget when it comes, when it comes to fantasy is, like, you take a guy like Joe Mixon, who might not be the greatest example because he happens to be out this week. It looks like he might – if he has a Lisbrack injury, which is the same injury I mentioned that Evan Ingram had last year, he could be out three or four games or he could be out the rest of the season depending on the Bengals' play. But what people tend to forget is you you could have a, a season you could have a season like this year with Joe Mixon, you know, where he has one game where he has forty five points, and then in his other four games he doesn't even break double digits. Okay, so if he has a couple more boom games over the rest of the season, then next year when you're prepping for the season and you see that the fantasy experts are putting Joe Mixon at the back of the first round, top of the second round, you end up drafting the guy. Well, speaking of Joe Mixon, with him being officially out, I do recommend, even if you don't start him picking up Giovanni Bernard, who has had a fair share of points here and there this year. Dude, but anytime Joe Mixon is out, Giovanni Bernard, he's like that guy who's underappreciated who's finally appreciated when he gets the opportunity for the starter's share of the load. Yeah. The Bengals are playing the Browns this week. Browns, Odell's having fits. Baker gets benched. I, I don't know how they're 4-2, but... No, I, I get it. I mean, they played some bad teams. The thing that I don't get is you're 4-1 going into a game against Pittsburgh, who's one of the better teams in the league. Their other loss before that game was against the Ravens. Week one, so, yeah. Yeah, so, so the pattern is when you play the elite teams in the league, you're going to struggle. But at the end of the day, these guys implode. You know, Baker is pulled before the end of the game. I guess he might have been banged up. They didn't want to injure him. And then Odell is rallying the troops at halftime. And then he's like spazzing out, arguing with fans and taking his cleats off. I mean... Come on, guys. This is you're supposed to man up when you when you're struggling. 
and come out this week and play better. They've got a, a, a winnable game. I certainly would not be impressed. Would be not be surprised if they beat the Bengals. And at the end of the day, they could be right back to five and two. Personally, I think the Bengals are going to play hard against them. They're both from Ohio. These teams and my money would be on the Bengals to pull out a close game, maybe by a field goal. Yeah, Joe Burrow leading the way for the Bengals. I expect. T. Higgins to continue performing well. He's been a great waiver wire pickup. Great waiver wire pickup. Tyler Boyd, I expect to have a lot of catches for PPR if you have him there. But let's talk about um, another good matchup. Aaron Rodgers versus Deshaun Watson, Packers-Texans. Even though the Texans are, I think, 1-4 and or 1-5, and five, it's five. Still, still a pretty interesting matchup, to say the least. It's an interesting matchup. I think I saw a stat where Aaron Rodgers coming off bad games... Especially, I mean, they looked really bad. I did not expect them to look as bad as they did against the Bucks last weekend. My money would be on Aaron Rodgers in this game. I do think it's going to be a high-scoring game, and it's going to be a close game. But right now for the Texans, it's really not their year. You know, they made the coaching and GM change. It looks like that helped, actually. They spread out their offense a little bit more. Brandon Cooks has been, yeah, great. you know, getting, getting a bunch of catches. But I just think it's one of those years for the Texans where it's just not going to be there. They're going to win four or five games at most. Their schedule definitely softens up going forward. And for we're going to talk about sports cards as well on this podcast from time to time. We're going to integrate that into the discussions. Deshaun Watson is one of those guys which a lot of experts in the card industry are saying, wait, wait, wait. And in the next couple of weeks, you might be able to get some of his cards at a, at a, at a significant discount where they were in prior seasons. Because a lot of times what happens is when you go into an offseason where you get a new coach and a new GM, is they hopefully try to put a team around Deshaun Watson that plays to his strengths. Unfortunately, they're not going to be able to get DeAndre Hopkins back. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins has been great this year on the Cardinals. Going back to the Packers game, I do have the Packers winning. I think they'll win by double digits. I expect Devontae Adams to have a huge day. I expect Will Fuller to also have a huge day because the Packers' defense is not good. Um, so let's continue talking about Lions-Falcons. Talk about the last one o'clock game. Yeah, Lions-Falcons is another one that should probably be a high-scoring game. You know, Julio Jones back last week. Okay. Listen, guys, we're doing this live. We've got our dog, Jax, comes in the room. He sees a squirrel outside. Two hands, Jordan, if you're going to bring him out of here. He sees a squirrel outside, so the guy's going to bark. That's the beauty of live podcasting, okay? You know, our daughter might run in and raise her voice at these moments. Or, you know, mom might yell at us to get off the phone. I mean, that's the way it works when you're doing live uh, podcasting. And I'm sure... Everybody out there appreciates that part of it. Yeah. So again, Lions and the Falcons, Julio Jones all of a sudden back to full health last week. You know, had a huge game. I expect that trend to continue. I think, you know, with Dan Quinn getting fired, maybe, maybe that had a little bit to do finally with Julio sulking a little bit about his role in the offense. On the flip side, you've got the Lions, you know, Matt Stafford, Kenny Galladay. It looks like DeAndre Swift is finally getting some playing time. My money's on the Falcons to pull out that game, though, in a high-scoring offensive battle. Yeah, I expect Julio and Ridley to continue putting up big points, if they're healthy, of course. Um, I also think Todd Gurley's going to have a good game. I know people are were down on him this year, but hasn't been too bad. Yeah, I, I was down on him. You know, obviously, there started to be these rumors, not rumors, but he was slowing down a little bit after some of his big seasons with a knee problem and stuff. 
Personally, he's one of those guys I stayed away from in fantasy drafts, and a lot of people stayed away. But for those people who took a shot on him, you know, end of second, early third round, they're reaping the benefits of what they're getting out of him. Yeah, I agree. I drafted him in the third round. Yeah, I've heard it a lot of times. But you know something? You got to give credit where credit is due. Yeah. All right, let's look at the uh, four o'clock games. There's um, four this week. I think probably the not them. I expect them all to be blowouts, but I think the cl- one that I expect to be the closest is uh, the 49ers Patriots. Um, so 49ers coming off a big win against the four and one Rams at the time. Patriots coming off a horrible loss to the Denver Broncos. They lost on field goals. Yeah, six field goals by the Broncos kicker Brandon McManus. Yeah, I mean we're starting to see now. You know the Patriots started off pretty good, and you're starting to see at the end of the day that. They don't have a lot of talent at wide receiver. They don't have a ton of talent at running back. There's only so much that Bill Belichick can do. I mean, San Francisco has had his fair share of ups and downs. Their defense, I mean, the post-Super Bowl hangover, which is fairly common, their defense is not playing anywhere near the level that they played last year. I'll be honest with you, I'm not sure where which way to go with this game, but, you know... I don't know. I, I'd probably pick San Francisco to win. Uh, yeah, I expect it to be a close one. Um, I don't expect Kittle to have a monster day. Obviously, you start killing your fantasy leagues, but the Patriots have been pretty consistently good against tight ends. Um, Jarek McKinnon, I think, will have a solid day, filling in for Raheem Mostert, who is out, I think. How long is he out for? I think. Well, they said that he weeks. might go on IR. As of now, I have not seen him officially put on IR. So it's going to be McKinnon. You've got Jamichael Haste. I think Hasty. You've got Jeff Wilson, who I picked up and dropped earlier yeah. in the season. In my opinion, McKinnon's the only one to own in, in PPR. And, and keep your expectations in line. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's look at the uh, Chiefs-Broncos. Expected to be a blowout by the Kansas City Chiefs. I expect Mahomes, Kelsey, Hill to put up huge numbers as always. I don't expect Hilaire and Bell to put up the numbers fantasy owners are hoping for because I expect them to split carries. Yeah, they're going to keep doing what they're doing. The Chiefs have so many weapons. You know, Sammy Watkins Watkins is supposed to be out this week. So Demarcus Robinson stepped in last week. He had a decent game. I would expect him to have a decent game this week as well. You know, the Broncos have had their injuries. Fans coming you know, back. Fans coming back. You know, Drew Locke was out for a couple day- games. It's good they got that win against New England. It's Melvin Gordon's also coming back. To, yeah. get their, uh, to get their bearings. But, but uh, I expect the Chiefs to dominate. There may be snow in that game, so I don't know how much they're going to be passing. I expect them to run the ball a little more than pass, but I expect the Chiefs to blow out yep, the Broncos. I would, I would agree. There's two more 4 o'clock games. Let's... Do you want to talk about both of them, or do you want to just talk about one more? It's up to you. Up All to right, you, let's just talk about the Buccaneers-Raiders. Um, Tom Brady coming off a huge win against the Packers. Uh, Gronk had himself his best game in like three years. Yeah, but well, you know something? They, they might use Gronk more now. I mean, earlier in the season, Bruce Arian said they signed Gronk to block. Well, I guess they signed him to block until all their other tight ends started getting injured. Yeah, O.J. Howard's out for the season with an Achilles injury. Yeah, I mean, you can't underestimate the comfort level that Brady has with Gronk. I mean, Gronk does look a step slower than he was in the past years. But at the end of the day, 
if they're going to leave him open or he can get some some space, I mean, Brady's going to get on the ball. I mean, I'm sure he'd love to have Julian Edelman down there too. You yeah. Know? Um, looking at the Raiders side, do you expect Josh Jacobs to do well tomorrow without any of this? Not a single offensive line starter is starting for them. Well, that's not definitive yet because if I'm not mistaken, there is a possibility the lineman could be cleared on Sunday morning. Oh, I, from what I've read, I think they're all out, but that's even, from what I've even read. Even before... Even before the linemen, you know, had to go into quarantine, I still did not think that this was a great matchup for Josh Jacobs. Buccaneers defense, I think, is like number one right now. They are number one, and yeah. I think they're going to have another good game this week. I yeah. have to tell you. The, 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 the Buccaneers have a better record than I think we anticipated at yeah. this point in the season. And keep in mind, they were one botched fourth down away from yeah, possibly beating the Bears. Beating the Bears. And, and they beating, lost to the Saints, but that was week one. So. Week one and, you know... Yeah. Um, last 4 o'clock, 425 game is the Jaguars, Jaguars Chargers. I expect Herbert to go out there and sling the ball. Right? I expect like three touch, three or four touchdowns from him. Uh, Keenan Allen, I expect to have a huge day. On paper, it's a great matchup for Assuming him. Assuming Allen is healthy. I mean, yeah, he, he was taken off the injury down. report today. So oh, that's good. That's yeah. Good. For the Jaguars... James Robinson, people love him off waivers. He's kind of slowing down a little bit. No, he's been slowing down. Yeah. I have him on two teams, and he's definitely slowing down. I mean, again, you're taking an undrafted rookie. A lot of times you have these guys who run into the, the college wall. I think we've seen that with James Robinson the last couple of weeks. Maybe he can squeak out a decent game, and then with some rest on the bye, we come back a little stronger. Yeah, but I expect the Chargers to win that game. Jaguars have been underwhelming. There is no Minshew mania this year. I think yeah. that's, uh, that's starting to fade out. And in, in a couple more weeks, if they keep losing, they might be playing for you know high mm-hmm. draft position. They might even unload some of their assets. Yeah. So besides the Steelers and Titans being probably the best game of the day, I think we got to talk about the Seahawks-Cardinals, which is Sunday Night Football. Russell Wilson versus Kyler Murray. Who's your pick in that game? I got to go with Russell Wilson. You know, it's interesting with Kyler Murray. I mean, he was – the hype was on with him coming into the season. He beat the 49ers in the first game of the season, which people said was like a barometer game where you want to see that guy take that step in a game they're not supposed to win. That was the game for Kyler Murray. You know, he looked like he was living up to the hype for the first two or three games of the season. He came back down he to He lost Earth. to the Panthers. You know, yeah. last week against Dallas, I think he had like under 10 completions out of like 25. I mean, he had a bad game against a bad team, even though they won. No, you're looking at me funny, Jordan. Uh, well, I think he, he had a rushing touchdown. I think he had... If you look at his overall stats, his completion percentage was very poor. Yeah, but... Very poor. But listen... He's going to be matched you know, up against another... I think they're the worst defense in the league, the Seahawks. Seattle? Yeah. Uh, no Jamal Adams again. My, my money's on the Seahawks yeah. in that game. Listen, if Murray can pull out the win, obviously people are going to look at that and say, oh, that's another feather in his cap. It's another game they shouldn't win and they won. But my money's on Seattle in that game. You know, Russell yeah. Wilson's going to do his thing. Well, it's a battle of the NFC West teams. That division is crazy. It's crazy to think the 49ers are in last place in that division with the Rams, Cardinals, and Seahawks being ahead of them. Um, I also have the Seahawks in that game. But let's talk about the Monday night game. Pretty interesting. 5-1 and one Bears versus 4-2 and two Rams. I, In my opinion, I think... No matter the critics about the Bears, I think they get the win in this one with their defense playing the way they are. 
I agree with you. I agree with you. As we've been discussing at length, the Bears are like, we feel like they're the worst, you know, four and one or five, five and one. They're five, five and one. one. That's just hard to believe. I don't I mean, even know. Who did they even lose to? I don't even remember. I'm, I'm trying to think. They beat the Giants. They beat, who they beat? They beat the Panthers last week. They beat the Buccaneers. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. They beat listen. the Falcons coming back from that. You know, Crazy. If they start the season six and one, I guess you got to start to give them some respect. Yeah. it's amazing because you look around. They'll be. Team. They're going to be tied with the Packers for the lead yeah, in the like, NFC uh, South. I think it's like other than North. Other than you know, Allen Robinson, it just feels like there's not a lot of talent on that team. Yeah. I mean, David Montgomery is your classic plotter. You know, uh, Anthony Miller hasn't. Lived up to his preseason billing. Tariq Cohen's injured. So I guess it's... An interesting waiver guy, actually, for the Bears. Jimmy Graham. He's been pretty... I have him Okay this year. He's touchdown dependent. He's had four touchdowns. But if you look at the rankings of the top tight ends, he's in, like, the top seven, which is crazy. I don't really expect any of the Rams offensive players to do much. Maybe a touchdown for a receiver here or there between Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Josh Reynolds. But the Bears are... Pretty much on lockdown all around. I would agree. I mean, they're they're playing they're playing games tight. They're well coached. So listen, I don't. Th- I think they've given up. I don't remember if they gave up a touchdown last week, but besides the Mike Evans catch, the one yard touchdown in week five, I think it was or week four. That's the only passing touchdown they've given up the whole year. Been very impressive. Yeah, very impressive. So, any final words for our first episode on the Jacob's well, Dynasty Sports Podcast? Well, you said the Sunday game was the Seahawks. Yeah, we just talked about the Monday night game. No, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, guys, we, again, we want to welcome everybody. We want to thank everybody for listening. This is actually our fourth show, even though it's going to be our first posted show. <laughs> Because we were trying to get through, we wanted to get a logo together, which Jordan ended up doing. It came out nice, which I appreciated. The other day we got interrupted by a phone call because we were trying to figure out how to do the podcast. But the bottom line is, is what we just want to do is we, we just want to talk on a podcast about the same things we would be talking about if there wasn't a podcast. Hopefully you'll find it interesting. Jordan is 17. He's going to be 18. He's on a gap year from college. So he's exploring a number of different things. I'm 47. So we have a lot of different perspectives when it comes to topics in sports, whether it's the LeBron, Michael Jordan debate. It could be different opinions about different football players. But at the end of the day, we hope that turns into some entertainment for you guys when we do podcasts. Yeah. So we're not doing them on any particular schedule. Sometimes we might do them once a week. Sometimes we might do them three or four times a week. We're just going to go with the flow and see what we can yeah. do. I'm going to be posting our logo on Instagram with the link to the first episode as the caption for the photo. And I will leave it in my bio. Please make sure to like this. Tell your friends about it. As we keep going, we're going to have you guys comment questions that you want us to talk about, like debates, whether it's a Michael Jordan, LeBron thing or something a little smaller than that. So Yeah, we, we had that debate on one of our episodes that never got posted. But maybe if this takes off and a lot of people start to listen and Jordan and I become famous, that'll be like the rare recordings that they find after yeah. like legendary rock stars die. Yep. It'll be in our vault. Yep, a lot to look forward to for the sports. We got Sunday. Big football day, World Series, and just found out the NBA is most likely starting December 22nd, which was huge. Now, that's going to be awesome, and keep an eye on those card values, guys, because yeah. NBA cards have been creeping down 
post bubble and now you're probably going to start to see them start trickling back up a little bit here and there yeah for sure we're definitely going to talk about cards fantasy all that stuff so thank you guys for listening to the first episode be sure to come back for a second episode which will most likely be posted in the next few days absolutely guys take care take care see you guys thank you for listening